1: Hey, hey! welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venable, Bo Brock, Frank Sanders here at the PHNX Studios in downtown Phoenix. And gentlemen, the game to discuss... Among other things, that being first and foremost, the health of Kyler Murray, Bob,
2: Yeah, we're going to get into it as far as would it be smart for Kyler Murray at this point to play in this game with a tweaked hamstring that he suffered in week nine against the Seattle Seahawks. First off, let's say thank you to all those veterans out there on Veterans Day. Yeah. Big thank you, heartfelt thank you from all of us here at PHNX, PHNX Cardinals. Uh, absolutely can't say thank you enough for all those who uh, went out there, joined up, you know, and... Yeah. Uh, uh, we all have them in our lives. So a yes. uh, big thank you to the veterans here on Veterans Day. But yeah, the, when we get into the the injury report, and we're going to do that here shortly, um, it's, it's almost a parody of itself at this point. I yeah. mean, and, and the biggest concern is the offensive line where Cliff Kingsbury told us today, Frank, that they're going to play pretty much who they have available mm-hmm. and then ride with like the hot hand. I don't know if I've ever heard that as far as
0: an offensive line philosophy going into a game. You only you can only play with who you have. Yeah. You know the guys that line up. Uh, it, it has not been easy for the Arizona Cardinals from the offseason into the regular season. Yeah, uh, we started out with a bunch of guys that were not practicing during the uh, preseason uh, because of injuries or little nicks or little things that was kind of holding them back. And then we get into the regular season with several players that wasn't able to play um, until they got fully healthy. And now we're we're looking at what game nine right now and having to make a decision with the same situations. Guys that guys that we wanted to want to play. Cannot play because of injuries, and I think you just got to – at this time of the year, what they say, everyone's injured?
1: Yeah, everybody's beat (laughs) up around the NFL. But here's the problem with the Arizona Cardinals and how they built this offensive line up until this point. The interior, it's made of overpriced veterans. Now, some of which were playing well. Justin Pugh, I thought Will Hernandez was having a good season. When you have to court a Rodney Hudson out of retirement and a Justin Pugh who had lost, what, like 50 pounds this Mm -hmm. offseason to prep for a wedding – it just shows you the lack of attention to detail and the emphasis, Bo, that this team has made investing premium resources on the O-line. Like, we're excited about Josh Jones. They have good tackle depth because they invested in it. They gave Sean Kugler an opportunity to take a guy from, from Houston and develop him. They have not done that at center guard center and, or guard center guard. And that's frustrating for Cardinal fans because now you face a Rams team that historically— on the interior, has beaten the shit out of the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. has beaten the holy hell out of Kyler Murray. Now you go into this game, he's already limited with a hamstring. Billy Price, uh, Lakita Smith, who's a rookie, who shouldn't be put in this position, Cody Ford, who was bad last week. It's frustrating that this, this team right now... Is so dependent on an O line that's just not there.
2: Yeah, when you invest in your offense, but only in the skill positions, and now the quarterback, and you try the money ball approach to the offensive line, and then the guy who's been the most unavailable up until Justin Pugh, Rodney Hudson is is, is the most expensive offensive lineman outside of DJ Humphreys. That, that's a problem, and your margin for error is slim to none. And the biggest thing that this Arizona Cardinals offensive line had going into this season was the continuity, right? Uh-huh. You're returning four or five of your starters, and then a guy in Will Hernandez who was familiar with Sean Kugler during their college days together, or Kugler was his coach, and, and Will Hernandez was a top prospect or budding top prospect. So once you start to see the rigors of the NFL, right, and it rears his ugly yeah. face at you because injuries are inevitable, especially at that spot, when you don't have any depth, it really just it can t- can turn into a complete just shit show, and both these teams are complete like represent the offensive line woes the most in the NFL. Like they're the mo- the teams that are impacted by it the most, as far as how just not being able to protect their quarterback or or the running back is just blowing up plays early mm-hmm. in situations, early downs, and putting these teams these offenses behind schedule, and and they're trying to make good and, and get back into it. But they're they're putting second, third, and long, and yeah. then guys start to panic, and it just becomes a
1: complete. It snowballs on them. Well, yeah. and that goes to our topic of discussion. Like Frank Sanders, do you play Kyler Murray, who's already a game time decision behind this offensive line? Do you do you let him go out there and try to play?
0: If he can play, you got you got to put him out there. I mean, if he feels like he can go, you've, you've watched him go through his workout and his rehab process. What's the degree of the of the hamstring injury, and you know what level what level is that? Yeah, um, is is always a concern. He's a running quarterback, so you definitely have to be mindful of that. You don't want anything to stagnate the offense based upon the fact that the defense know he's not going to run, mm-hmm. and so since he's not going to run, he's a sit and duck, and he's not being able to do he's not being able to create that diversity that we need. Um, one thing I will say about the injuries is that's good is that they're not they're not season-ending the injuries. Mm-hmm. These are injuries they can come back from, or little nicks they can come back from, and then. But hopefully that will be, you know, the flip side of what we dealt with last year. We went eight zero, and we had a little bump. That's that slid for a long time. Next, next, maybe this year the guys come back at a good point, and then we can move forward with some with some good continuity.
2: Before we, I give my answer as far as should Kyler Murray play. Let's take a look at the injury report. I must warn our viewers out there: what you're about to see is disturbing. Yeah, you've got eleven players. Uh, nine of which are questionable. Two already ruled out, including center Rodney Hudson. Max Garcia, your backup guard, is out once again with a shoulder rep- shoulder injury. But then you've got Buddha Baker, who was like seeing a ghost today at practice. You you had no anticipation of seeing Buddha Baker with a high ankle sprain, where Ian Rappaport, friend of the program, said he was going to be out two to three weeks. He shows up. Two to three days later after reports that he was going to be out and be on the shelf and Cliff Kingsbury said there was 0% chance that he can play and now... He's questionable, limited today. You got Greg Dortch, who is a new addition. He was questionable. He's questionable. He's got the great the groin injury. He had a great game against the Rams the last time they played nine catches for 80 yards. Yeah. Cody Ford on there probably will play at a necessity at the left guard position. Dennis Gardek might make his way back into the lineup. DJ Humphreys back from the back injury. He'll probably play at left tackle. And then you start to look at Byron Murphy. You know, he's got the back issue. He wasn't back out there. Cliff said... He'd kind of be surprised to see Byron Murphy. So there's Trayvon Mullen step up. Does Antonio Hamilton get more snaps? And then there's Kyler Murray, the biggest glaring name on this. And I think that I'm I'm right there with lockstep with my boy Frank Sanders. I think if he can go, you got to go. You got to get this win. And here's why. Because the Arizona Cardinals have been dominated by Sean McVay Mm -hmm. during – Sean McVay's entire tenure, and that includes Cliff and Kyler's tenure, right? Since 2019, Mm -hmm. you know Sean McVay is seven and one against these guys. If you want to try to change the narrative, as as guys fight for jobs, including their head coach, you got to beat McVay at some point because Michael. That's a fireball offense. You get swept by Carroll this this year. You've lost your last three games to the Seahawks. And then, you know, the the Niners are probably poised to win the division, and then you can't beat McVay. So you're pretty much 0-3 in your division. If you can't win the division, what the
1: hell are you doing here? Well, it's also, pains Cardinal fans, me alike, because I think this is the worst we're going to see, the Rams. Like, for the most part, if McVay is back next year, they're going to rebound. They're going to retool this. This is unacceptable. The question is, is this unacceptable for the Cardinals? And that's the pressure that we need to continue to put on this team to be better. And I do think Kyler Murray will play this weekend. I've been on the record. If he's at all compromised where you think that it could flare up, not only with a runaround, but mm-hmm. just being tackled, I would I would start Colt McCoy. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think they're going to roll with Kyler Murray. Um, and I hope Ky- – <laughs> listen, I think Kyler, not that he needs a confidence boost, but I think this would go a long way for everybody just being able to take a deep breath and, again – do you pay, do you put more of an emphasis now? Kyler missing games last year under his rookie deal. Kyler potentially missing a game this year when he's making premium money. Like Kyler Murray is being paid to win football games, and you know if I'm I'm not trying to be a hypocrite with my own rationale, but I also do think he's going to want to play. I don't think he wants to sit out. I think last year, gentlemen, was a unique situation with Kyler where they felt like they had played with house money mm-hmm. and they held him out purposely. Whereas this year. Everybody is scratching and clawing for their jobs. Steve mm-hmm. Keim, Cliff Kingsbury, and now with K one, he's out to prove his skeptics wrong that he can win you know significant games, meaningful games late in the year that he hasn't been able to do. I want to get to some of these comments here. Arizona animal does Saul watch <laughs> tape with Johnny Abo? Well, we debunked that earlier this week, but don't put that in his head. We don't want to we don't want to start our yeah. uh, post game you know <laughs> recap with Saul Bookman after right. our. After our Sunday showcase here on Monday morning, everybody comes in and we go through everything yeah. line by line, ad read by ad read. No, no, no. Thankfully, we're not at that point yet. Mike Maris, booty yelling at everybody about recovery was pretty glaring to me. Sounds like people don't take treatment as seriously as they should. Well, and he's a glowing example now. He got treatment, and look at that. He may already play Sunday.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that was something that uh, a couple guys talked about with Kyler, how he was in, in the – in. What do you call it? The trainer's room when he wasn't on the practice field the entire week. So he's been doing his work to get out on the field. So, you know, you're curious, maybe that that did kind of raise some eyebrows as far as recovery being a part of his uh, his speech, kind of his plea with his teammates after the Eagles lost where they dropped to two and three. And he said he was sick and tired of losing and that you got to recover, you got to play better, you got to practice harder. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, I I just think that, Frank, do you get the sense that that was just, was it just part of it? Like that's just part of what you look for when things are going south anyway and maybe it was like a broader thing? Or do you think that there's actual issues with the Arizona Cardinals, this team, as far as guys doing the right things to recover?
0: You know, I, I would like to think that, you know, Considering this, this the, the circumstances on the table, you always got to look at your veteran leaderships and say, man, the guys that's arguing and yelling. Mm-hmm. like when Buddha Baker says you got to get treatment, you know, you, know you, you need to get the treatment. Yeah, and, and he would really only be telling that primarily to, to veterans yeah. that we need to play. Like the guys that they're paying the money to play, the guys that's supposed to be out there playing. If you're not taking treatment, you know, seriously, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Meeting starts at 7. The, the, the guys that's doing treatment starts at 5. The medical staffs are at 5 a.m. in the morning. So you can get two hours of treatment. Come, to, come and watch. You know, go to your meetings. Go do your do your walk then go back out to practice, and then, like you said, what did Kyle do? Kyle went right back in and mm-hmm. started getting treatment again. So he can be ready for Sunday, because the week becomes short. The week ends up being shorter when you're not really out there playing. So that I, I, I swear to God, he's only talking to veterans that need to, that he's expecting to go out and play. Mm-hmm. Guys that that are not coming to meetings on time. Yeah. Guys that are not coming to practice on time. I mean, coming to treatment on time. Those are the guys he's yelling at, and it's sad that if that's the case, these guys not really taking it serious where they are when they're sitting at you know the bottom of the barrel right now in, in, the, in the NFC.
1: Mr. Fabaluso, great comment in the chat. I'll pose this to Bo Brock because he kind of gets to see him every day. Will <laughs> Rodley Hudson ever play again, yeah. I'm assuming, for this team? I don't, I'm don't. i going to say no, mm. but they won't put him on IR, Bo. Yeah, and, and I think that's probably the
2: main point for that I'm going to make as far as why haven't they IR'd him, I think that they're just, it's a week by week thing. And Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, just kind of a wanky knee and it's been wanky ever since he was considering a retirement back in July. And they were hope they've been hopeful ever since and call them naive, whatever you want, but you know, they know what their offensive line looks like with Rodney Hudson. And they, they want to see that potentially happen at any time it could happen. Yeah. I did see Rodney Hudson working out on the side earlier this week, and he looked oh, way better than he's ever looked as far as just his mobility. Uh, you know, I felt like two weeks ago he was a guy that was just limping in and out of the facility to where this week he was out there stretching. He looked like he was in a little bit better with less pain, a little bit little better better shape. So if you can get Rodney Hudson, I mean, look, think about the alternative. The alternative is more Billy Price and, and Sean Harlow. I mean, yeah, that's a
1: simple answer to but me. But I think if Rodney Hudson said, I'm going to try to give it a go, you think they're going to argue him there? I think that the, yeah. he, I think this is Rodney's decision. Yeah, for sure. Which is, I mean, that's good and bad. It's unfortunate for Cardinal fans because we have to watch horrific offensive line <laughs> and center play. But mm-hmm. Rodney said, hey, this is part of the reason that I was trying to hold out in the offseason, guys. I wasn't sure if my body was going to cooperate. I'm over mm-hmm. 30 years old. Just because you're paying me a premium – I don't have to go out there and kill myself. And I I think maybe that might speak to what Buddha was talking about. Like, hey, everybody, we need our best players on the field to be able to win this game. Speaking of best players, so Byron Murphy is officially out. He's not – will we assume he's officially out for Sunday?
2: No, I mean, it would probably – the back's probably the, the the worst thing to deal with. Like you see DJ Humphreys dealing with the back and it not all are created equal. Not all back injuries are created equal. Right. But it did seem when I asked Cliff about it today, like he was more optimistic about Kyler, more optimistic about Buda Baker and DJ Humphreys to where Byron Murphy says he'd probably have to go pretty long way between now and Sunday yeah. to play. Mm-hmm. But he's been dealing with this back for a while. I don't know if it's something that flared up more against Seattle. Uh, in their last game, but he he's shown up on the injury report a couple weeks ago with this back. It's just I, I think it's just how you wake up, and if you can go, you can go. But they're not going to sit there and rely upon it. And I think at this point, which is shocking, complete turnaround, you know, from the beginning of the season, that the cornerback room they probably feel pretty confident that if you have to go Marco Wilson and Antonio Hamilton with Trayvon Mullen as your third DB, yeah. and then of course you've got Isaiah playing slot you're you're in you're in decent shape
1: yeah and i also think i mean the rams it's cooper cup or bust their receiving yeah. core is horrific Allen robinson can't separate now watch me say that and then they go off on sunday <laughs> but just with our eyes what we've seen this year number one not even byron murphy can cover cooper cup that's not a good matchup anyway and 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 their second and third options aren't great i think no. the the rams are going to try to run the ball this weekend if you want to dabble on the cardinal spread on DraftKings right now it started at the, at the Rams, minus three. It's gone down, I think, minus one, one and a half. Um, we don't know definitively if Matthew Stafford is going to play. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But dabble on DraftKings, gentlemen. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet, get $200 back if your team wins. Uh, I have been relatively cold lately. I do host a gambling show every day, PHNX Bets Live, with my buddy Shane Diefenbach. My DraftKings pick of the week, by the way has nothing to do with this game because I don't trust this team, and I don't trust them with my money. Not on the DraftKings (laughs) Sportsbook app. Uh, Broncos, Titans, under 39 points. Hammer it. Did you guys see Malik Willis try to play football last week? Not great. And then, of course, we got our buddy in Broncos coming back off a bye. That's going to be a gross one in Tennessee. Uh, And you can bet on it using DraftKings. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX. On the DraftKings Sportsbook app, minimum age and elig- eligibility restrictions apply. see those showing up the details. You're giving me a look.
0: Yeah, what well, I had a question. You said what, what was the over under again?
1: In the Tennessee Broncos yeah. game, 39. <sighs> Yikes. You te- I said tease it down to, to 35,
0: 34. I'd take the over. It's tough. No. I'd take the over. He doesn't over. throw to wide receivers. I'd take the Willis. over. No, I mean, he yeah. ever
1: can play a little bit of defense? I yeah, think that, That's no. got very similar, in but they game. do
2: have the king, King Henry. But Thank you. I'm looking, I'm looking at my guy and Frank. Looks- he's, he's got our PHNX Rising T-shirt on. A big, I love
0: big, it. big
2: footy supporter over there, Frank Sanders. Yeah, he loves soccer, loves football, and uh, we're nine days away from the kickoff of the World Cup. It's the most wonderful time of the year you got the FIFA World Cup going on, and how about you've got the U.S. taking on Wales, and then you've got Mexico taking on Poland the next day, the 21st and the 22nd, and we're actually partnering with our friends over at Four Peaks for some great U.S. and Mexico World Cup watch parties. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. We've got great beer specials, giveaways, guest appearances, and more. $3 Three dollar kill lifters, the flagship beer, and of course that delicious Wow wheat that Johnny loves so much. I do. Those pints are three bucks at oh, this man. watch party to see us take on the Wales, Mexico take on Poland to open things up, and then the rest of their games as well are all at Four Peaks. You got the rosters that just dropped. Excitement for the World Cup is just it's hitting a fever pitch. Less than two weeks away. Join us at Four Peaks. Right below in the show notes, you can find yourself a way to register. You're going to get your seat at the H Street Pub, and I'll tell you this right now: nearly a decade, decade ago, I was a young buck and I was at a well, looking for decades? watch 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 party around the valley, and it was nearly impossible to watch the U.S. men's team because all the bars, sports bars, are going to fill up. You can register right now, get your seat to the game, have a great time, drink. Drink cheap beer, but delicious beer at Four Peaks with us, PHNX, and Four Peaks.
0: Listen,
1: Register for free. We're gonna have a great time at Four Peaks. The Cardinals may not have a great time in LA this weekend. Let's just—we're <laughs> gonna just, have a great time. Yeah, in LA. we're gonna have a great time watching the game, hanging with you guys, halftime show, post-game show. We're gonna get to all that. The Cardinals themselves, though, may have to deal with Matthew Stafford, originally put in concussion protocol earlier this week. Sean McVay, according to Adam Schefter, told reporters Matthew Stafford is questionable for Sunday. Uh, against the Cardinals, but Bo is making, quote, good progress. I would imagine that means he's trending toward playing.
2: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is their biggest weapon on offense is Cooper Cup. If you got John Wolford to throw him in the football, it might take his edge out of the game a little bit. And and you look at this uh, this Rams offense that has been brutal all season long. Our actually, colleague Howard Balzer had some pretty eye-popping stats about just the Cardinals and the Rams and a lot of their offensive utility Let's take a look at some of these from our guy, at Howard Balzer. Read his work at gophnx.com. Number one, the Cardinals ranked 32nd in the NFL in <laughs> yards per first down play. If you think back to last week, you're thinking about some penalties. You're thinking about second and long, third and long. That's because on first down, they were atrocious. They're averaging just under 4.4 yards per play. And then you've got the Rams, not much better, 29th at just under 5 yards per play at 4.95. And then according to Howard, each team... They've lost four of their last five games. The Rams have scored 14 points or fewer in their five losses. Uh, I think the only win they had during that stretch was against what team again?
1: Uh, the uh, Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> That's right? Oh,
2: and they scored 20 points in that game, right? And the number three for my guy Howard Balzer at this point last season, man, what a what a difference a year makes. Nine games for the Cardinals, eight games for the Rams. The Cardinals were
1: eight and one, and the Rams. We're seven and one. Wow, those are those are horrific numbers. Um wow. not surprising. And I think the people who have gone kind of overboard with this Rams team have not watched the Cardinals play enough because the Cardinals, I would argue, have been worse offensively at times and and don't have the excuses. I think the Rams have. I mean, the Rams to me, I mean, the the receiving core. I think outside of Cooper Cup, it's below average. They have not done a good job upgrading that. Whereas the Cardinals have flushed all these resources, premium picks. And investments alike mm-hmm. into this receiving core, and they're not seeing it co- come to fruition. I'd argue their <laughs> offensive line has been worse. Mm-hmm. But I all, all that to say, Frank Sanders, like I expect this Rams team, who let's be honest, Sean McVay against Vance Joseph, that hasn't been a fair fight. Certainly Cliff Kingsbury versus Sean McVay, not a fair fight. Raheem Morris, tremendous defensive coordinator. I until I see it with my own eyes, they've got the Cardinals' number, and I expect them that to continue Sunday.
0: Look, we the. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, Offensively, why offensive wise, when it comes to you know what what Sean puts together versus our defense, and basically for the last two weeks, he's had an opportunity to watch what Minnesota did and what Seattle did. The mm-hmm. both running backs rushed for 100 yards. They they found a way to get the ball to the tight end. Everything was in motion. It wasn't a stagnant offense. Mm-hmm. They ran a lot of boots. They ran a lot of option plays. A little bit of the RPO, but they found ways to get the ball down the field and make plays, keep drives going, and kind of offset our defense that way. Defensively, when it comes to what the Rams are bringing to the table, one of, you know, Jordan P asked the question, "What can we do to stop this pass, the pass pro of Aaron Donald?" What, what we can do is we need to do exactly what Seattle did to us. We need to move the pocket. We need to come down and, and you know, and transition their defensive line from going straight up field mm-hmm. with that mentality. We need to move guys out and brain trade McBride in and you know, crack crack block a little bit on the defensive end. Push those guys in. Allow us to get on the outside a little bit with our running. The RPO opens up that much more. Again, we talked. We saw D. hops today, and he talked about cover two and what teams yep. have been playing against us with the two high. Mm-hmm. They've been doing that consistently, but their front four have been doing it consistently since Detroit last year. Wide nine technique, wide te- ten technique with the with the edge rushers, and keeping everything in the middle. Basically, they haven't changed since the Detroit Lions, and yeah. so and everyone finally has to be the formula. And, and just to, you know, from that standpoint, D. Hop said, "Hey, man, run the ball on them yeah. versus two high. We got to be a little more physical, a little more aggressive." That means they don't have nine men in the box. They have they only have four, really five, from that standpoint. So there's a lot of things that we can do we haven't done. Yeah. This is what we want to see, to scheme against a defense that we're playing against and knowing what they do. They have not, no one in the last eight weeks has changed their defense versus us. Yeah. We just, one week or two weeks, have gone out and done a couple things different. I made a couple plays along with our defense, giving us the ball back and scoring some points. Sunday's going to be a great game because, you know, just the emotional mentality of what it takes place when you're playing in a conference, it matters between the coaches and whatnot, who's ever out there. The guys are going to come out and play their best. But for us to win the ball game, we gotta be, we got to change it up a little bit more, be a little more physical, and then make those guys, you know, chase us down a little bit with some, with some play-action pass.
2: I think that's where a lot of the frustration comes from the fan base and their head coach, their play caller, uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. And, Frank, I want to emphasize a point about what DeAndre Hopkins told us today. Mm. about how defenses are playing him, Mm -hmm. and you have an elite wide receiver who was caught on hard knocks in a couple different instances. One talking about his legacy. Will he make it to the Hall of Fame? The other is talking to his quarterback saying, I'm open. So he's still got, you know, and and I say this in in a very positive like diva, you know, traits yeah. like all most wide receivers have. And I'm a very humble co-host over here. Most good ones.
0: (laughs) Most good ones really be like, get me the ball. I'm open.
2: I mean, how often have we ever heard any wide receiver say, we got to establish the run. We have to run the ball because he knows the positive things that it will unlock and, Mm -hmm. and how it could just transform how defenses can attack the Arizona Cardinals, but they are so reluctant in doing it.
1: Well, and if they run, if they opt to have Kyler Rory throw, More than 30 passes, they're going to lose this week. He's going to get teed off on. I think the perfect game plan this week, and I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury has it in him, has it in his soul to be able to to hold back like this, 20-25 attempts, boot him out, as Frank said, Mm -hmm. which they don't do, get him on the move. If you want to do RPO, if his hamstring is up for it, but I would just say you have to be methodical and you have to get push from an O-line Let's face it, interior is a weakness, and you're running. I know people in the chat, listen, Donald's not having a great year. These seem to always be get-right games for for AD. He always comes into this game on a cold spell. Boom, he's got two sacks in the first half, right? So I I think James Conner's second week back, right, second week Mm -hmm. against this team. Mm -hmm. And he looks fresh. And he does. And so this this is a James Conner game. Hey, James, you got paid a premium in in the offseason. I need yards after catch. It's going to be ugly. 3.5, 3.7 yards per attempt, that's okay this week. Because you know what's not going to be there until you establish the run that we've been waiting for all year? The big play. The Cardinals are in the bottom third in the NFL in explosive plays this year. Their long for this year is under 40 yards. I think it's like 35, 36 by Rondell Moore. Mm -hmm. Not great. So, to me, the defense is – Having more explosive plays, touchdown plays, whereas the Cardinals, <laughs> they just the margin for error is so small. And while I'm with very much of the mindset, try to force D-hop the ball. I mean, still Jalen Ramsey on the other side. I, that's why I, I like Rondell Moore a lot this weekend. If they give him opportunities, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But, ball quickly before we we move on. <laughs> You mentioned it earlier in the first segment like what a win against mcVeigh does you don't think that that's all at all soured because it looks like neither of these teams are going to be factors in the playoffs
2: no I think that it, the NFL continues to be what have you done lately and and you can continue to change the narrative around this team with playing better down the stretch mm, I mean correct. regardless Absolutely. I mean you if it is if it is a coaching staff and if it is a roster filled with guys saying what are we what are we playing for yeah then that's going to be exposed right but if, if it's Guys that show fight and guys that can win some games down the stretch against some teams maybe that they shouldn't beat because, as you mentioned, they're they're probably not going to be favored in very many of their their remaining games. But if they can get wins, I mean, wins change everything. They change absolutely everything because then you can look at okay, Cliff wanted them on Hard Knocks to win two of the three next games, right? So then that puts you back in the position of where you originally thought you would be anyway. I know the fan base doesn't feel that way because there was such a mon- monumental opportunity lost the previous week. Yeah, But if you can do something that you have not done since you started your position, and I'm talking Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray beating Sean McVay, it, I don't care who is on the available on the opposing sideline. If you do that... It helps. It helps. Where the alternative is, it's not helping you at all. You lose the game, you, you're exactly, you are who we thought you were, right, Diddy Green? And yeah. you're you're four, and, or you're three and seven. I mean, that's just, does nothing for this team and, and who wants to move forward with this organization?
1: I'm going to tell you what does nothing for me. Cardinal players and Ram players on underdog fantasy this weekend, <laughs> unless you pound the lower uh not the higher uh, underdog fantasy our favorite fantasy football app here at PHNX had great experiences using this app making money dabbling you can too guess what if you double your first deposit underdog is going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks using the, the promo code you guessed it PHNX there are a ton of quality slates this weekend I'm looking at Bears-Lions, pound all of the hires this weekend in the Bears-Lions. I think Justin Fields is going to have a big day. Uh, I like Miami-Cleveland for a bunch of points. Cards-Rams, I I, I would imagine that it's going to be, we could be surprised, but relatively low scoring, but you can bet on just about anything on underdog Use that promo code PHNX. Get in on the action today.
2: I'm like, uh, as far as how my household goes and my thoughts on what we need to do furniture-wise, I'm very far down the depth chart. Like My wife does not ask me what we should do as far as interior design sure. or anything, but I actually contributed to the conversation, and she's taking it my advice. She'll never say that at any dinner party or anywhere in public or mm-hmm. any thing where she respects somebody else's opinion but i hooked us up with some furniture in our living room thanks to more furniture's fall sale you can get in on this as well you got to spruce up your home before the holidays you got thanksgiving coming on you got friends and family coming over you've got of course christmas holidays whatever you may be having people over for you want your home to look its best, and you can do that. Spruce things up with More Furniture's fall sale, morefurniture.com. Plus, you'll receive $100 for every $1,000 you spend. Check them out, morfurniture.com.
1: Game predictions now, oh, Cardinals boy. at Rams. And I always go last on this, but I'm going to cut line here. I'm going to go first. Go gentlemen, right ahead. Thank you. And give you my offensive, defensive, unsung player and my prediction right off the top. Okay, Cardinals, I don't think they're going to win this game. I'm, I'm hopeful that they are going to surprise me. Right now, though, goodness gracious, what I've seen from this team against Sean McVay, offensively, it, it has not been pretty. But if the Cardinals are going to win, I think Rondell Moore could have his best game of the season. Slowly but surely, he has been getting downfield more often. Get the gimmicky crap out of here. I think you can take advantage of the back seven for the Rams. Bobby Wagner, old and slow, their cornerbacks outside of Jalen have not been playing well this year. I think Rondell showed us a couple weeks ago against the Vikings. Tackles, breaking them downfield. And then on the flip side, defensive line. Cardinals have a horrific pass rush off the edge. So if they're going to be able to manipulate the offensive line for the L.A. Rams, it's going to be Zach Allen from the interior. I think J.J. Watt gets double teamed. Zach's been having a consistent steady year en route to hopefully his first double-digit sack season. And then my young player, I'm going to stick on the defensive line. Cam Thomas needs to play more. Has seen his snap count raise each of the last three games. He is their best pass rusher via PFF, true traditional outside linebacker. I love Marcus Golden, not getting it done, right? I love Victor Dumakeji. Not getting it done. So if the Cardinals are going to attempt to avoid that 17-10 loss that I'm predicting, Bo, well, it's going to be behind those players.
2: I'm not predicting a hundred to nothing score differential like Monday Morning Quarterback is in the chat uh, asking if the NFL has a mercy rule. But I, I, I yeah, I'm sick and tired of being burned by this team. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about Saul. Does he watch the game film with us? He would see us making. Cardinals prediction, win prediction after Cardinals win prediction, and we probably should be out of a job if that's what we're based on. But I've got the Cardinals falling to the Rams in an ugly game, 18-15. to But if the offense is going to get going – I see what Hollywood Brown was able to do against this defensive secondary. They were moving him around, and Jalen Ramsey, whenever he was not on Hollywood Brown, they were feeding him the football. The same goes for DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat on Sunday, gets back on track after a down game against the Seahawks, and then I've got J.J. Watt. If this defensive line is going to make some noise, I think it's going to be from J.J. Watt. He's the team sack leader. I think he continues, maybe gets uh if it's Matthew Stafford or John Wolford, gets home, puts him on the turf. And then if Byron Murphy Jr. can't go Frank Sanders, I got Trayvon Mullen oh, who's in no. street clothes in our picture yeah, I because have to say, you
1: know it's not a good sign, when well, we can't even get a photo of him <laughs> because, in a uniform.
2: Damn it, the guy's barely played any defensive snaps it's since so coming horrible. over from the Las Vegas Raiders for a six, <laughs> probably seventh round pick. Oh man. If if Oh if my Trayvon God. Mullen can make some plays Please. in the oh defensive secondary, that's as unsung as you could possibly get. I like, I like, it. Yeah. I like it.
0: The guy came out of street clothes. You're a doubt. <laughs> this guy's amazing. Uh, look, um, this is the time of the year where this is a get right game for the Cardinals. And I know they're preaching that. Everyone's preaching that. The Cardinals and the Rams yeah. are preaching this is a get right game. Yeah. This is the moment that I, the change our season and flip it from bad to good, from worse. And we can we can really make we can make something change because but guess what the beauty of it is that everyone's looking terrible we all yeah. hurt we're all beat up yeah. we look like trash at the end of the day but I gotta believe my Cardinals man I, I believe that I believe that the Cardinals I think I think the score would be 20, 28 to seventeen I'm taking the Cardinals my man without my my offensive star is gonna be Zach Ertz and the reason why is because. They going to be focused on my man D. hops and I think my man's a cover too for for Zach Ertz is the man. I think he can he can go out and catch five to seven balls, maybe a touchdown or two. We get in the red zone, figure out how to figure out how to body him up a little bit and make make something happen. Again, if they take the offense that like I said, put guys in motions, do a couple of things, bring Trey McBride in, go with the ace offensive set. We got a chance to make some plays. Zach's been one of our top receivers. He hasn't really felt us, and I think he'll have he'll have he will have a hell of a game. On defense, I'm taking from you, Zach Allen, guess what? Because they got to stop our boy, J.J. So they're going to put pressure on J.J. Next thing you know, your boy MJD on the other side, You know, Marcus Golden going to put a little pressure on my man. But guess what? Zach's always coming to play. He feels like this is his moment. Mm -hmm. This is his time for a new contract, time for him to shine. Every week he shows up to play, does his job, and he does it very well with no complaints. On the back end of that, if my man B Murph is out with his back, and he, you know, or he takes some pills, here's the beauty of it: when a guy's on a list, an injury list during the week, I still look past the injury list because I see what happens on Sunday when they get to the field. Mm-hmm. You warm up, you put a little heat on a guy, you rub him down a little icy hot, throw a little bit of liquid death in his body. Next thing you know, <laughs> this guy's murdering thirstiness, and he
1: is also in a contract year, yeah. and I, it's not something we've we've an- analyzed and assessed yet, like. If you're 50-50 and you trying I'm playing. To, you trying to get that
0: money. I need that bag. I need that bag. <laughs> need that bag. <laughs> yeah. But the beauty of it is that I'll take one, not one shot at the bar, I'll take two shots. <laughs> tour doll. Give me one in the morning, give me one before the game, and give me one at halftime. I gotta get out and play, baby. Daddy gotta make money. If they don't practice, <laughs> if I gotta practice Monday through Friday and I I, wow. I can show up and play on Sundays, shit, give me a shot, I'm ready to I'm go. With you. Give I've, me a shot right now, I'm ready to go. How
1: about it? Uh I think he plays Limited. I think he plays like 30 or 40 percent of the snaps. I think they wrote him out, but I think he is active. You guys should be active, by the way, at go phnx.com. Become a member, sign up for the year. It's just under 60 bucks. You can cop a free t-shirt from the PHNX merchandise locker. Support the rising, support PHNX Cardinals, Hollywood mm-hmm. Hills T Rise Up Red Sea. It's too much good stuff to pick up r- from. You're gonna be on the PHNX merchandise locker uh for hours on end trying to pick your free shirt. Again, just under 60 bucks. Go sign up now. You can read Howard's quality content. Gerald Borgay, keeping it real for the Suns, in ESPN yesterday. Mm. Hell yeah. Congrats to you, Gerald. Congrats to our entire team at gophnx.com. Sign up today.
2: Also, uh, as Frank mentioned, you got your thirst being murdered by friends over at Liquid Death as this team murders our soul each and every week. <laughs> no, let's murder our thirst instead. That's something that we have a solution for. As far as cards, dubs, we don't have a solution for that. You're like, man, we watch you guys... Live on your preview show every Friday, and looks like you guys are just getting shit faced. You're just thr- slugging yeah, down tall so boys. What if we are? I'm sorry. What are you doing? It's like, well, let me oh, say this. Let me go, Lee Corso, on you. Not so fast. We're actually murdering our thirst. We're hydrating ourselves right. for a big weekend, right? We're taking care of ourselves. We're listening to Buddha Baker while the rest of his teammates, unfortunately, it's falling on on deaf ears. <laughs> yeah. Murdering our thirst with liquid death. I've got the sparkling water. They've got the. Uh, course they've got the the mountain spring water which is more of a flat water it's refreshing it's it's also it's that it's that alps water too that stuff hits different this is not like maricopa (laughs) tap water no it's not
1: it's not
2: this is is straight from the alps okay they're not they're not fucking around it's called liquid death because it's gonna murder your thirst they donate 10 percent of their profits for every can sold to help kill plastic pollution do yourself a favor Get some great water. Hydrate yourself. Murder your thirst, and get some great merch while you're doing it. Liquiddeath.com/phnx. That's Liquiddeath.com/phnx, or find Liquid Death. Your local stores. I get mine at Sprouts. You can find it at Target as well, and at Fry's.
1: I literally, I'm, I'm Liquid Death away from being physically <laughs> ill from the water I'm exposed to. I had a guy come to my house when we moved in, and he's like. You need a water softener. Your water's gross. Give me five thousand dollars, and I said, "Nope, I'm doing Liquid Death." We've
2: brother. got yellow water at our office. Like our our boss said, "Hey, don't drink don't the water." Don't drink the water, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, thank God we got cases of Liquid Death thanks to our our, our partnership
0: with them. They're great, Johnny. My man, Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> Frank's rearranging the deck furniture <laughs> on the Titanic. The ship is sinking, but I'm like, it's all good. We're good, bro. Here's what's going to happen. I've been here, but I've been here before, you though. You have. You're the I've only here, person in this room. I've been guys. here, and I, I've been here in the locker room. Yeah. And the energy you see with Buddha Baker, that's mul- there's a multitude of guys saying that. There's a bunch of guys trying to figure out why we effing up, what's hurting us. They said it this week. Like, they literally said it. We're shooting ourselves in the foot. We shot ourselves in the foot the last two to three weeks. Yeah. And probably more of that throughout the season. I've been there when we've had a lot of injuries on teams. I've been there when guys that was able to play played and guys that were hurt, they took a shot and they played on something. They gave you the best they could. And then there were some situations where we effed up. Often new guys messed up. They couldn't handle the moment. They got off sides or they, they did something stupid. They had a fumble on a kickoff return, mm-hmm. a fumble on the punt return. And next thing the offense got something back. So I've seen that before. I've been there. Um, but there's guys that are fighting, and the, the young guys that are not the Rodney Hudson's that have been in battle that's been battle tested, the guys that are not the Justin Pews that have been battle tested, these are young guys, the, the J Sanders and you know Rondell Moore, these guys are not battle-tested. So they're figuring this stuff out. How mm. to be battle tested in the NFL for four weeks, like for four for four quarters. The difference is you got an opponent on the other side, Johnny. That's that's a goddamn good player mm. that they're paying also to 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 make shit happen. So, but this is the time of the year, in the season, where we could get better in a lot of areas, just because the guys now got some time. I need those young guys to make plays. I need the Robbie Andersons. I need the AJ Greens. I need those guys to. Well, exactly but I need them to make the plays. You're paid to make the play. So goddamn it, make the play. Okay. That's, all, that's okay. all I ask of you to You're do. Being positive. Because I, I but, like that's, the but that's what we are right now. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams can say the same thing. The Cardinals can say the same thing. That's where we are because we just right. gotta figure this shit out. How do we do it? Make the play, I, keep the drive going, and then guess what? Give ourselves the best opportunity to win a ball game. Can't win it when you got, you leading lead the league in penalties. Yep. you got shitty first downs because you don't know what to do with yourself. You cannot win under those rules, but you can if you give yourself a chance.
1: No one on this panel, no one in this company, hopefully no one in this chat is rooting actively rooting to lose games. I think Carolina, a good example. Thursday, everybody thought that team was dead and buried. They're winning games with, with Steve Wilkes. What the good hell is happening there? What I will say is this. Is there a situation, Bo, where we're here on Monday morning and Cliff Kingsbury is fired? What would have to happen because I, people are that's still very much top mm-hmm. of mind, still the odds-on favorite via Vegas to be fired? We seem to feel like if he loses these next two games, easy, tra- you know, transition into the bye week. I, 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 I don't think there's any chance that they would fire him before right. they would go to Mexico City. Do you? No, I don't.
2: I agree. At Forty-nine, nothing, even. Even then, if they lose, if it was like an international incident, like it was so many years ago, was it the first year with Sean McVay where they won thirty-four nothing? Yeah, uh, in England. Well, Se- Seattle. I'm talking about
1: this Monday
2: before right. they go. I don't to- think I don't think they're going to do that. I know you get the extra day, but you're you're traveling. You're going out of the country. I know it's only what an hour flight,
0: right to Mexico my, City. My only question would be though, what what is Mike asking of of Cliff? Like when they when they meet. And he's having these conversations. When you look at Cliff, do yeah. you say when he's telling you the game plan? Do you feel like this guy's putting together a game, pl- putting together a game plan I, that's competitive and articulate, where your guys can go out and right. play regardless who's on the field? Are you giving us the best chance, or are you? When I look at you, am I looking at you like? I probably you probably shouldn't have signed me. I probably uh, no, should have. I, think I probably Cliff, should have left last year when we was eight zero. I think when it was I was a hot topic in college.
1: Bo can correct me if I'm wrong. Like I think Cliff can sit in front of a laptop or a computer and explain offense and could do that with Michael Bidwell and say, yeah, we need to be better here. Here's what I was hoping X player was going to do. That there's a big difference between doing that and that sounds like an offensive coordinator and have guys rally around you and respect you. Correct. Take take what you're selling and run with it. That's, I think Cliff is a smart offensive coach, but I think his 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 message has fallen on deaf ears, unfortunately. Right.
2: And, and he's having issues as far as just finding the rhythm, finding any kind of flow as far as his play calling. As you have pointed out before, Johnny, it's like they'll take one step forward and then they'll take two steps back with a bad wide receiver screen call. Yeah. Or like some gadget play that just completely throws a wrench in their offensive momentum Frank, earlier this week, it was, you know, Cliff told us that Michael Bidwell sits in film sessions on Monday morning mm-hmm. with his DC and his OC. And I got to think that, you know, you can tell me, if, like Michael Bidwell, he's not a layman as far as watching film. I'm sure he knows more than the average football fan. Absolutely. But also when you've got a guy like Vance Joseph and, and Cliff Kingsbury who are lifers, like, don't you think they can manipulate and and tell him what he's watching, and kind of dress up
0: to make them not look you as can. bad in film. I mean, you can. You can yeah. walk in and say, "This is what I wanted to call." Like Johnny, Johnny pointed out, I call this play. Yeah, here's the coverage. We had a cover. We had a cover two, and what I was hoping Kyler would get back. It was third and three, and, and I was hoping Kyler would get back. I had a three by one set, three set, three three receivers to the left, one to the right, and I had a back going out to the to the flaring to the right. Yeah, we was expecting that and then all the Kyle had to do was you know check straight down the field look look straight ahead at first and then veer to the left throw the ball make a decision between the two receivers and you can see the two that's open and he didn't yeah. do that you could sell that but you can't sell it consistently when you're watching that the defense is Punching you guys in the face and you're not making adjustments. Yeah. Your quarterback is constantly just sitting in the pocket and you're running the same offense consistently consi- You know, that's that's the kind of stuff you gotta you, you really can't and I don't I don't think Mike's a layman where he doesn't know I don't what's either. taking I, place. I believe he's aware of what's taking place because not only am I saying it, mm-hmm. there are a bunch of people saying this is this is this is college. Okay. This is not insanity. Insanity is doing the same thing. Hopefully it, it results. This is stupidity. It's the second half of And the that's the difference. That ails it's just Klopin's a difference. Barrow, so. Which yeah. is
1: the adjustment season, which is he's failed that test time and time again. And I think the, one of the biggest problems is while we all think this team is talented, Michael Bidwell and company decided not to spend money this offseason thinking that they could run it back with the team that now looks like fraudulently was 10-2 and two last year. So maybe there's a combination of, Yes, my offensive coach is not getting better. He's not making adjustments, but also the roster, I overvalued it. It's probably a 500 roster, you know, at this point. Uh, Good comments here. Jordan P. Dan Campbell has guys rallying around (laughs) him, and look at the Lions record. Listen, you got to find the best of both worlds. Like, Bruce Arians, brilliant offensive mind, a savant, but also could get guys to battle for him. That's the best kind. Sean McVay is in that category this year notwithstanding. Like, I I think a lot of us were just excited about – Cliff Kingsbury, when he came on board, because it's just like this, the offense, the league is moving to a kind of a, you know, a college style. Uh, what am I looking for? Shotgun, running and gun. Type RPO. Of, yeah, yeah, type yeah. of type of offense. And they literally said, Cliff, you've you've never coached in the NFL before. We're going to put together your defensive staff. You don't have to worry about the defense. Just make the offense work. And he did. For a little bit, and now when when you can't even do that, Bo, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, of course, the rest of the stuff that everybody nitpicked about him when he was hired is also glaring, right? Should we even be surprised at this point?
2: Well, I mean, you obviously see why people were skeptical, right yeah. from from the from the jump from the hire to you know year one, year two, year three, they have all that success, and then the extension, and people say, oh, what what the hell was that t- extension about, and yeah. why people like, this is going to be a colossal failure. They see that because it was an unorthodox hire, right? A guy who was 35 and 40 in the Big 12 at Texas Tech, fired from his alma mater. And then you bring him in and you pair him with, you know, this non-traditional quarterback, right? Mm -hmm. Under six feet. He's not six foot three, not, you know, uh, stand in the pocket type guy. He's not not Justin Herbert. And then you've got that to go with against the grain, pretty much across the board and how they operate as far as, OTAs, what they expect from the players. It's a complete just players coach and staff where people are like, okay, well, where's the accountability throughout yeah. all of this? Everybody's been raising their hand and saying, why, what are we doing? And and now they're seeing the results are three and six. Like pe- people are saying, well, we were right the entire time. So here's what I'll say. Three and six, you fall to three and seven. Like there has to be some sort of, especially from the brass, thought of somebody's head has to roll now you have to after watching hard knocks and look looking at how buddy buddy the gm was with the owner i gotta imagine only one guy is really going to be identified as as being shown
1: the door first and his name is cliff kingsbury and he will be top of mind win or lose come sunday afternoon you can catch our phnx post game show myself frank sanders damian anderson bo brock we're also going to be here for our phnx Halftime show. Do not miss it. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. We will get through this together. Maybe the Cardinals will surprise us on Sunday. They will get a dub. I and believe it. And them. they will springboard their way into respectability at the end of the year. Or could Monday turn into Black Monday for Cliff Kingsbury and company? We shall see you ahead of Mexico City. For Frank and Bo, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you Sunday.